For the next hour, I need your ears, for I want you to do some intensive listening. So if you're just listening to this program casually, you'd better turn it off right uh, now. The Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name is Peter Coit, coming to you live from the Sonic Shed with my esteemed co-presenter Clive Walpole. Yes, I'm all here for another uh, session in the Sonic Shed. All the S's there. And last week was uh, the sad news that uh, another great sound maker, pioneer, died. Like R. Murray Schaefer, the Canadian composer, writer, music educator. An environmentalist. Mm. He was known for his world soundscape project and acoustic ecology, where he, uh, he encouraged people to, to listen to the environment and to learn and be in harmony with it mm. and try to make, you know, make a better world from it. And uh, all connected with the field recordings and the way people view, their, view the environment. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole natural album of sounds out there, isn't there, really, as you move around. Yeah, and, and the purpose was be conscious of the world around you and appreciate it and see how it changes for throughout time um, and and treat it better you know that was the whole point of it in the end thought I'd play a little bit of his soundscape introductions to begin with followed by one of the first pieces of um, soundscape works that I ever heard by Hildegard Westerkamp who was mm. part of the Vancouver movement with him Kit's Beach Soundwalk but first of all we'll listen to Mr. Schaefer himself. I should probably begin by telling you something about the World Soundscape Project. Soundscape is a word we've developed to refer to the acoustic environment. It derives from landscape. Landscape is the land around us, and soundscape is the sounds around. Several years ago, it occurred to me that while we know a great deal about the visual environment and the way in which it changes... Almost no one has ever studied the changes in the acoustic environment. The World Soundscape Project came into existence to do this. It's a calm morning. I'm on Kitts Beach in Vancouver. It's slightly overcast and very mild for January. It's absolutely wind still. The ocean is flat, just a bit rippled in places. Ducks are quietly floating on the water. I'm standing among some large rocks full of barnacles and seaweed. The water moves calmly through crevices. The barnacles put out their fingers to feed on the water. The tiny clicking sounds that you hear are the meeting of the water and the barnacles. It trickles and clicks and sucks and... The city is roaring around these tiny sounds but it's not masking them. (laughs) 
I could shock you or fool you by saying that the soundscape is this loud. But it is more like this. The view is beautiful. In fact, it is spectacular. So the sound level seems more like this. It doesn't seem that loud. But I'm trying to listen to those tiny sounds in more detail now. Suddenly, the background sound of the city seems louder again. It interferes with my listening. It occupies all acoustic space, and I can't hear the barnacles in all their tininess. It seems too much effort to filter the city out. Luckily, we have bandpass filters and equalizers. We can just go into the studio and get rid of the city. Pretend it's not there. Pretend we are somewhere far away. These are the tiny, the intimate voices of nature, of bodies, of dreams, of the imagination. You're still hearing the barnacle sounds, and already they're changing. Alfred Tomatis says that high frequencies charge our brain and give us energy. I often hear these tiny sounds in my dreams. Those are the healing dreams. That's an excerpt from uh, Hildegard Westerkamp's Kits Beat Soundwalk from 1989. There's yeah. a way she uh, she sort of manipulates the sound. You think you're hearing natural sounds, and suddenly she changes the the, the, the balance and the and yeah, it's like filtering <laughs> stuff out. And, yeah. yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It makes you yeah. become aware of yeah. more aware of what you're listening. It's to. It's a visual experience, but with your yeah. ears, isn't it? Really, it's designed to actually works. make you conscious of what you're listening to. Yeah, and and it's yeah, you have to. You have to when you listen. You, you know, when you concentrate when you're listening, you, you hear different things. And most most of the time, we are unaware of what we're hearing. Mm. We ignore it. We're more sort of dominated by the visual. We are. Yeah, yeah. It sort of blanks it out, doesn't it? <laughs> I remember. I, th I think I played that to some students years ago, and they thought that was uh, <laughs> trying to convert them or something. <laughs> a bit <laughs> suspicious of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really really wonderful that. Yeah. Mm. And obviously, part of the normal uh, sort of occupation of electronic artists to have a field recorder these days. He is, yeah, yeah. It's something I want to get more into myself and incorporate that with uh, electronic music. 
So we have a piece that uses some soundscapes and some some um, field recordings next, but mixed with a bit of uh, bit of electronic music as well. Yeah, sort of a bit hauntological, I suppose, as well. This is concretism. Uh, it's from a kind of a it was not an album really. This was um, kind of a movement, weird calendar, where a, a number of uh, artists all got together and, and produced different music they came from folk backgrounds and electronic psychedelic kind of things horror stuff and it all combined into into different tracks of done this one's by concretism which who was uh, icarus pill but uh, yeah there's quite a lot of artists on there i've not been able to find tracks from a lot of the others but i'm, I'm still searching them out but this is a yeah really interesting uh, track called fair by the sea
soundscape to the uh, to the sort of like synthscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah almost. Uh, yeah, you can imagine that being in a movie sort of, mm. sort of sound as well. Yeah, yeah. Robin Williams play, plays a track from this uh, um, album by Spaceship called Outcrops. I can't remember how, how I come across this chat. His name's Mark Williamson, and uh, it seems like he's from uh, from Essex. Um, well, originally, I think mm-hmm. uh, one of his albums has got his names of areas in Essex: Great Dunmo, Braintree, Much Haddam, and uh, one of Chigwell, where my mum lives. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he uses um, a mixture of soundscapes, um, field recordings, and uh, electronics. Mm. So, yeah, this is a piece from the Outcrops album called World Stones.
that's recorded on location around Todd Morden in Yorkshire. Oh, right. It's so lovely, it's, uh, sort of ambient drive. Yeah. Texas kind of sound Texas. Well, it says it's a series of, of uh, drones in uh, different areas of, in the field as such, or in, in some of them in caves, mm. some in, in the landscape on hills. Yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, it's really nice, though. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So move on to a bit more of a uh, cut-up technique with the next, yeah. next track. Yeah, this is Alice Shields. Um, she's a, a classical uh, composer and musician, singer, uh, she comes from sort of two disciplines as well because she's also a respected electronic music composer and she does a lot of um, sort of mixed cultural um, compositions. Some of, a lot of her stuff is based on Indian classical music as well and uses those sort of rhythms and things like that. Mm. So this is um, a study for voices and type. So. It's more or less explains what it's it's about. It is about manipulated tape, mm. set of voices on tape, uh, along with uh, electronic uh, sound as well. So, yeah, it comes from that tradition, and uh, yeah, it comes from a, an album called uh, Electronic Sound Patterns. Oh, 
Actually, the electronic music part sort of put me in mind of uh, Louis and B.B. Barron mm. um, and that kind of sound. But I suppose it came from that sort of background and tradition as well. Yeah, I wonder what she used. Maybe, maybe it was a 2500 or something? Or Could have been. Was that, was that too early? Uh, well, when was that 69? No, no. Uh, whether, no, I think it came out in the 70s. Mm. It was, uh, 20, yeah, it might have been... Uh, it was probably something quite early, or even an early Moog. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Very interesting, and she's mm. an opera singer as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit of Buckler next, shall we? Yeah, this is um, Lionel uh, Boucher, uh, a bit more traditional, but West Coast, because it's using the Buckler, and he's done a series of about five albums, uh, all called Buckler Tunes, and this is from Volume 1. And uh, they've all got a really wide range of, of sounds. So you will think of the Buckler doing a very similar sort of sound, but it's got, got a massive range just like any other synth. And mm. this is, um, yeah, it's a 250E, which is the big, biggest Buckler. Oh, the, just called, uh, not got three points, just number yeah, three. Yeah, no, number three it's it was on, on the um, album, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. But a 250E was a big, big modular system. It's the biggest, uh, the one that um, uh, Morton Subutnik used on Silver Apples of the Moon. The tunes volume two, and this is from the 250E. 
Yeah, and you got you got the little the bit of traditional uh, bookler there, haven't you? From the book the bookler bongo sort of guff coming in there, which mm. is uh, always always a sound that um, yeah, sort of a signature sound of the book bookler. But yeah, it's nice. Really, yeah. really rhythmic and yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of moving cross rhythms there. Yeah. He's got uh, Lionel Boucher. He's got a new album coming out on um, on Din soon, I think. Oh, uh, has he? Yeah, ah. just announced the other day. Uh, what's it called? It's called um, The Diver. Ah, well, I'll have to look out for that one then. Yeah. Yeah, in um, mid September, I think it's out. Oh, great! Yeah. A lot of new stuff coming out now. Mm. Like, nice, very interesting electronic music coming out now. It's a good time. Yeah, it is. So we're moving to Bristol now with composer. Jez Butler. Yeah, Jez Butler. Uh, he's uh, sort of started life as a, a web trainer and consultant, mm. and um, worked in Br- Bristol um, University, Bristol, and decided to. He did music as well, and he decided to combine the two, with you know computers and music, and um, so he produced this uh, album. Uh, which is called The Lighter Side of Concrete, and it was inspired by a walk on a, a place called Breen Down, which I've been along, actually. It's a big promontory mm. in, in Somerset. It goes right out to the sea, mm. and it's quite quite a spectacular thing. It's just like a massive, great piece of rock that sticks out. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, it was inspired by that, and also by uh, the uh, work of John Baker, Oh. BBC Radio Fight Workshop is a sort of a follower of him. So this is called Sun and Air and yeah. it's from the lighter side of concrete. <laughs>
you, yeah, you could hear the radiophonic influence there, couldn't you? you could, it did sound very sort of John Bakerish, you know, where he's sort of little jingles he used to do. And yeah, like that. Mm. those little blippy, yeah. echoey bits. Yeah. But very uh, nostalgic, isn't it? It is, it does, yeah. Quite it brings you back, doesn't it? Things like listening to the radio in the 70s and things like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Could, um, I reckon the, that would go down well with the folk nights here. I think so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Johnny Fewing's night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a mashup, wouldn't it? A mash, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Electro folk. Well, I've got a little um, uh, tune next of, that I've made, what I've been working on for this documentary. It's based on a piece I made well, quite a few years ago for um, a production of The Streetcar Named Desire. It was like, it was like a jazz piece I did, mm. a jazz soundtrack with uh, piano and, and brass and trumpet and that. And, uh, but I've um, yeah, been playing with it in electronics. So I thought I'd uh, share this mm. little snippets from it. It's work in progress, but it's jazz club. Nice. Not particularly jazz, but no, it's no, uh, no. hasn't got a name actually. But it's, at the moment it's called Girl Taken Piano. Slightly sort of upbeat and little sort of light-hearted, and then a little bit sinister and mm. like. I think there's a bit of the um, Bernard Herman coming out in me when, in that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can't be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's really nice, that Peter. Enjoy oh, it. Thank mm. you, Clive. Very kind of you. 
Let's let's play some Alessandro Cortini next then. Yeah, yeah, the great Alessandro Cortini, the the big big um, favourite of mine, another Buckler performer, Mm. um, amongst uh, sort of conventional synths as well. I think he plays everything, but yeah, he's a big opponent of the the Buckler, and uh, he was a member of uh, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, keyboard player, wasn't he? Keyboard with Nine Inch Nails. I've been been in a few bands actually. I think Mm. yeah, but uh, that's the one. That's the main one I'd I'd really heard of. I hadn't heard of some of the others, but. yeah, so this is a piece um, called um, Festa from um, Force One, the album Force One.
work, isn't it? Where it's just the lovely builds and the massive squirrels of yeah. reverb and yeah. distortion. And like yeah, a, it's there's always a, a sort of ramp up in there. Layers the and layers of sound. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, it's got it's got such a great great sound, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah. Oh, we got a piece by uh, one of our favourite Italian artists, uh, yes. Caterina Barbieri. Next, yeah, yeah, Caterina Barbieri. She's uh, Italian. Uh, she's based in uh, Berlin, apparently. I didn't realise oh, right. that, but um, yeah. she um, does a lot of polyrhythmic sort of. Her style is very polyrhythmic in, in, in composition, hmm. and 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 some sort of minimalism as well. So she's got a big range. She's a wide range of. Um, Analog synths as well, uh, sort of um, Eurorack synths. I think she actually, uh, I'm not sure whether she uses uh, Bookler as well, but she mm. certainly uses a big range of um, of analog stuff yeah. and uh, very complex, um, yeah, rhythms as I say, yeah, yeah, polyphonic and polyrhythmic sounds. So, yeah, this one is the uh, closest approach. Uh, from to your orbit and it's from our album Ecstatic Computation. <laughs> Thank you. 
push-ups at the end with the yeah with the echo and the uh, almost yeah, electronic music concrete, wasn't it? It sort of just gives that sort of feel to it with all those mm. percussive sounds coming in. Yeah, it's just a yeah. jarring tempo change in yeah. from the uh, from the echo, isn't it? Yeah, making that sound. Yeah, really yeah, good. Really nice, good stuff. Well, the uh, kind people at what Blue Tech, well, it's um, either Evan Bartholomew has uh, sent over a preview of Lisa Belladonna's new album that's out soon. Uh, yeah, another one. She's so prolific. Yes, she is. But this one is a, a tribute and a, and a fundraiser for the the Bob Moog or Moog Foundation yeah, yeah. for its fifteenth anniversary. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's called Moogmentum. Um, so I'm playing the piece from that called Gardens of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Lisa Belladonna and the Moogtastic Moogmentum album. Yeah, so I love the brassy stuff on that as well. Very, very moggy. Yeah, she mm. just yeah, she really gets that sound, doesn't she? Perfect. Yeah. And, she, and she's got the fantastic ability to uh, yeah make them sing. Yeah, she certainly has. <laughs> well, let's build it up a little bit for the for the banger ending. Yeah. Yeah, this is um, John Brooks, uh, um, also known as King of Walrus, which is a fantastic name. Like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Brillo's Beat. He's also known as the Advisory Circle. He goes under quite a few different names, and this is uh, he's on the Ghost Box label, so it's a, so a kind of hauntological mm. um, piece. Yeah, uh, gives you that um, retro um, retro feeling. Mm. Yeah. 
So, yeah, this is uh, Brillo's Beat from uh, the album uh, The Illustration Musicale. Oh, Woolworths and Brillo's, that takes me back. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
interesting track. It was, yeah. It was, you know, I kept thinking of a slowed down Paddy Steer track. If you'd speeded that up and yeah. all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, could be doing that, yeah. It was nice. I think the, um, you know, one of those synths doing rock riffs, that is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really works. It yeah. does, it does. Straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of filter action, Yeah. you're off. Yeah, it's all you really need, isn't it? It's a, it's a good old quacky sound and... Yeah, wave. simple yeah. waveforms. Yeah. That was great sort of journey, wasn't it? Going from sort of acoustic ecology, soundscapes, yeah. to yes. drones and... Covered the whole game of electronic music there almost. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. A bit of Brooklyn, a bit of East Coast, West Coast and yeah. uh, Hauntology. Yeah. We're fitting it all in at the moment, aren't we? Well, yeah. it's all out there and there's more to come. Yeah. Well, join us on the Facebook page as usual and the Twitter. Yes, do. Coastal Electronauts. Yeah, keep the matter going. Really nice. Join us next week. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.